0: This is Auto Line this week, the show that gets you inside the global automotive industry. Auto Line this week partnered with the Consulate General of Canada in Detroit to produce this
1: episode.
2: Hi, I'm Jai McElroy, and welcome to Auto Line this week. Today we're going to be talking about headlamps. Did you know there's actually a shortage? You hear all about the chip shortage. You probably haven't heard about a headlamp shortage. There's also a shortage of engineers to be able to design them. They're probably some of the most important safety pieces on a car today. And there's all kinds of technology coming that's going to change the way that they operate. And that's what today's topic is all about. And I've got three terrific guests who are going to be discussing this, including Klaus Matauschek. He's the head of uh, the development center at Forvia Hella. Wolfgang Hoon is with Driving Vision News, where he's a senior advisor. And Michael Pickholtz is with MagWorks Vision. He's a design engineer and is very up to speed on on this topic. But Wolfgang, why don't I start with you? Uh, My perception is there isn't very many headlamp manufacturers left in this industry anymore. Headlamps are becoming so much more sophisticated, so much uh, more complicated. Is that really the case? Is there a shortage out there right now? Oh, yes, yeah.
0: Um, I am in uh, driving vision news now, but... uh, one and a half years ago i was for more than 20 years head of audi lighting and uh in the development in ingolstadt and uh we we, we saw that coming so the, the uh, we had a, a a good supplier base uh, so european suppliers uh, some some us suppliers and and very uh, very good uh, japanese suppliers and then the chinese come up so but uh, but now there there is a, a lot of uh The market is in in a big move, Uh, all the tier one suppliers of headlamps. And so they they don't have good business. Now, Uh, the the car manufacturers have extremely good business. uh, But uh, the tier one, because of all the shortage, they suffer. And uh, so it's uh, completely clear uh, that now mergers and takeovers and acquisitions are happening. Uh, What is now happening? Market gets uh, smaller and uh, a lot of things are coming and they prepare because uh, in my eyes, the whole front w- will be the headlamp in future completely. And mm-hmm. uh, if you if you have uh, in in the past or now you have you have a, a bumper supplier and then you have a, a headlamp supplier and, and you have a, a grill supplier and so and this will merge and the companies, they, they uh, do that in advance and uh, they prepare.
2: This is what happens on the market now. Klaus, you're the perfect example, or work at the perfect example, of this consolidation going on in the industry. Hella, of course, was a standalone company for uh, forever, really. Uh, It was acquired by Forcia. The new name is Forvia. But same question to you. Do you see this kind of consolidation where there's very limited uh, capacity for headlamps?
3: Yeah, let's see. Uh, the current market for sure is not very favorable for us, for the t ones, uh, especially with uh, a semiconductor shortage. This is making a lot of headache for us and additional efforts also affecting us very severely on our profitability. There is no doubt this is throughout the whole, uh, yeah, uh, industry but uh, let's say when we are talking about um, suppliers or lighting suppliers in general I would say in the during the last few years we had even a significant increase getting additional competition here in the market especially out of the Chinese region Uh, a lot of new uh, competitors were showing off and this made the whole story even uh, more tricky. Uh, on top, as Wolfgang mentioned before, the complexity is significantly increasing. Yeah, um, We are seeing a lot of uh, additional uh, challenges, especially for the lighting suppliers, because we are not only anymore more focused only on the lighting itself, on the main functions where we had in the past only low beam, high beam. No, uh, with the new intelligent lighting functions, first of all, um, uh, Afs ADB functions. It was uh, the first step, and now on top, uh, are we are having the the challenge that we have to integrate further uh, sensors, radar sensors, especially lidar, LIDAR for getting additional functions uh, integrated, um, which we are not definitely need for the lighting itself, but which are needed for the automotive uh, uh, from the automotive side for getting uh, the new uh, let's say requirements on autonomous driving or increased autonomous driving let's say this way we are still far away from a complete autonomous driving but this is now the way let's say where we are going to and our, by definition we are forced uh, to uh, to take this challenge and integrate them into our yeah headlamp or let's say in the car front yeah
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and michael you're you're very up to speed on this uh even though uh, the traditional car companies have been uh, buying headlamps forever, uh, it seems like this is a real problem, especially for the, the startups, the EV startups, yeah. and being able to get them. What can you tell us about that?
1: Correct. Uh, the main issue uh, of and uh, uh, pointed out, there had been a recent uh, degree, a uh, number of uh, mergers and acquisitions that have... Uh, essentially taken out many of the uh, smaller players that used to be available, people who catered to bus, motorcycle and other smaller markets. And now you have this emergence of all sorts of new EV companies that did not exist, which are not affiliated traditionally with the uh, existing OEMs. And that's creating all sorts of new customers while the industry is, as uh, Klaus and Wolfram indicated, uh, uh, challenged already. And the issue is that you can't put a vehicle on the road without legal lighting. Uh, if you do, the consequences are quite dire. So it is, a, it is a major challenge. And of course, now you have all these new companies doing low volume, by definition, startups, uh, which are not aligned with the uh, large volume manufacturing uh, uh, footprint uh, layout of the traditional tier ones. Uh, something I have experienced personally, and one of the reasons I gravitated towards the, uh, the, the this new EV market, which is not being served properly. The Major manufacturers like Forvia and others, uh, Tier 1s, are extremely competent, but their resources are limited.
2: Mm-hmm. This is catching the EV startups by surprise. They just thought, well, we'll design a car and we'll go out and buy the headlamps and... They're finding it's not that easy.
0: The startups, the EV startups with the small volumes, they are they are not attractive customers for the tier ones, and uh, they they uh, the, the all the lighting is is something which is which is very important for the car to shape the brands. And so everyone, there is not a standard part you put in uh, like like before a seven inch seven inch round headlamp, and and the, the, you have your headlamps. This is over, and so you need a lot of development. Uh, Work uh, with you. You are short of engineers, and and uh, you then you make no 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 uh, no revenue, no profit. Uh, Where do you put your engineers? Of course, to high volumes, so they have a problem, and uh, they they have to have something special. And so the Chinese uh, headlamp suppliers come more and more in in, into the game, Hmm. and. uh, they 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 are they they are uh, hungry. They go in in the market, like like Xingyu, you mind, uh, and and so and uh, they get uh, uh, more and more uh, able to do something like this to deliver, uh, and uh, and uh, the startups have to have a good lighting uh, and uh, have to do a brand shaping with the lighting, uh, and you see that they they do that. Uh, and they have problems to find a supplier. And uh, Klaus will be not happy if somebody comes with fifty thousand cars uh, over over uh, the lifetime.
3: <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. And this is the, this is really the big challenge, as Wolfgang just said. Um, we have limited resources, and uh, as as the complexity is growing, this means we are even putting more and more resources on the single headlamps. Um, on the other side, we have the situation. In the past, uh, it was uh, the headlamp was more driven into a kind of commodity from the purchasing side, uh, which really drove down significantly uh, the margins. And in the meantime, we have re- we are really struggling. In the meantime, uh, to get projects profitable, and this is something um, which, by definition, also makes them the investments into new uh, into new headlamps and into new projects. Uh, a, a, a basic decision because it's deciding about the, the future of the company finally, because whether you can finance your, your business in the future or not is one of the, the big topics uh, that you are defining with the, the, the right selection of the new project. Yeah.
2: You know, it's interesting. Uh, I did a show on headlamps. This must go back something like 15 years ago. And uh, the people that I had on the panel then said, look, in the future, there's going to be a real big problem because, uh, and and these were older guys, you know, probably, you know, around my age and all, they said, look, we're retiring and the car companies are not doing a good job of preparing a new generation of engineers for headlamps. And as, as the three of you know, uh, headlamp design is impacted by uh, uh, federal motor vehicle safety standards. The the optics can be very complicated now. Designers want all these wild kind of shapes, which makes the complexity even more. But uh, it, Wolfgang, is that what you've seen? That there is not a, a new generation of headlamp engineers?
0: Yeah, this is uh, <laughs> when I started. Uh, it's more than fifteen years ago. Then I had uh, to do with glass and steel, glass uh, lenses and and steel reflectors, and so and and my my last. Uh, what I founded uh, in in Audi was a software group uh, caring for the mm-hmm. software in the headlamp, and uh, this is so much changing. And this this business was so fantastic. I did it all my life because the business changed so much. I did it was not necessary to change a job. Of course, this is now the the, the problem. We need the mechanical engineers. the the uh, To to uh, for young people, it is not attractive to to go in these old technologies to to study this this. Uh, this cat work and and so they all want to do something with IT and and software and and, and something like this and this is uh, the case now you find old guys like like uh, like us here <laughs> not Klaus he's younger uh, yeah. they they are good in 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 cat work and and all the things uh, and for the young guys they all want to do you find the software things and the the lighting has always. Uh, uh, this this point of safety, the the safety is, is a super important point. But the, the second point is then the, the fun functions, so the nice functions having having this this uh, sweeping direction indicator, having having an as an, uh, something which is uh, a greetings in the beginning when when you when you switch on, on and, and so this is uh, and then you need a lot of software and that is what I like. So I found a lot of uh, young people for for these functions and they had fantastic ideas with projections on the road and 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 all that things uh, having in the in the beginning only f- fun is only nice to 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 make uh, later you can do also uh, uh, safety uh, uh functions with that or communication functions if if you are allowed to uh, and uh, this is of course the, the, this completely changing now and uh, the old technologies uh is is uh, is uh, really uh will be more and more problem yeah
2: michael how do you see it i mean if, if i understand it right you're you're not a headlamp engineer per se a lighting engineer you just sort of picked it up along the way didn't you working on all these things and, and how does the industry get on um, a whole new generation of engineers that can work on headlamp design
1: it, i totally agree with with wolfgang it, it is a Major problem because again the software side is now increasingly important, critical, but the mechanical side is still there. You still have to make products that uh, survive uh, multi years of use and, and, and meet all the applicable regulations. So that uh, in addition to the fun, there's also the uh, drudgery of uh, getting the job done. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to your point, yes, I, I go into. Uh, I, I have been a lighting engineer, but uh, also many uh, other functions within lighting. Uh, and my last uh, foray in the, in the automotive industry was for a major uh, tier one lighting supplier in the innovations group, working precisely what the Wolfgang just indicated, the camera and clouds, the cameras, the sensors, everything else that goes into uh, making the vehicles of the future. And it's extremely complicated. It requires a, a lot more resources for a single vehicle, exactly what Klaus indicated earlier. So mm-hmm. it is a problem.
2: Klaus, you know, uh, when I was a kid, all cars, every single one had the same kind of headlamp. It was round. It was sealed beam. You could buy them for next to nothing. I remember paying two dollars for a headlamp to replace it. Those days are long gone. And as you well know, now headlamps are becoming a critical safety item. And in fact, uh, here in the U.S., the Insurance Institute for Highway Safety will not give a car its top safety rating top safety pick plus is what they call it unless it has superb headlamps uh, how has this changed your business in that headlamps are now very critical to automakers to try to get that top safety rating
3: yeah absolutely um this is uh, this we have seen now since i would say almost starting 10 years ago when ihss rating was let's say implemented that this became one of the the basic requirements. And IHS Good uh, is normally, let's say, more or less has become a standard for all the headlamps that we are doing. Um, What partially is, let's say, not always taken into consideration uh, all the environments that we are facing for, let's say, for normal cars, uh, 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 normal sedans, uh, it's not a problem where the mounting height has, is not exceeding a certain level. But at the very moment, and especially on the truck business, which mm-hmm. is also making uh, a majority of the business here in, uh, in the North American market, uh, by definition, we have just only related to the mounting height, uh, a huge uh, discrepancy between what is required on one side and what is what are the physical boundaries. And this is really something... Uh, What makes our uh, business, yeah, on one side, very, very interesting, uh, but on the other side, very, very challenging. And it's bringing us also sometimes into real uh, trouble because by definition, physics, you cannot bend.
2: (laughs) So uh, what are you saying as as full size pickup trucks and SUVs get bigger and bigger and bigger? The headlamps are being mounted up too high?
3: Yeah, yeah. This is uh, this is one this is one of the topics because we are talking here really about how mounting heights uh, of about about more than uh, three feet, um, and uh, this is this is then really bringing us into trouble because uh, we have automatically issues with glare yeah. by definition. Here.
2: Wolfgang, we're seeing some very exciting new technology. Maybe not so new in Europe, very new in Europe in the U.S. What they call adaptive driving beams. Explain the technology a little bit, if you could, and, and the benefits of it.
0: Yeah, sure, sure. It's it's a it's a glare-free high beam. It's uh, just a glare-free high beam. You have a, a, a system which which is uh, consists out of a camera. Very important point is the camera, and then the image processing software, uh, which uh, which is uh, then detecting the traffic on the road in front of you, and uh, the, the the lamp itself, the, the headlamp itself is. Uh, is producing not one uh, smooth homogen beam but uh, this this is uh, divided into uh, segments and, and you switch off or dim down uh, this segment where an oncoming uh, driver is is uh, coming uh, uh, in, uh, to you to you avoid completely the glare the driver coming in to you sees and a low beam he is not glared and you see around this car a high beam and uh, it is uh, you can make it with small number of segments with seven or something. Then you you have a, a big area uh, dimmed down uh, where the car is coming. But you can also make it with hundred segments. Then it's very small. Or with the HD, which is now coming, you have uh, is uh, with a DMD projector, which is which was invented by Texas In- Instruments, and uh, there you can have a million of segments, one million. Per headlamp, and then you can really precisely uh, shape this beam that the the oncoming and the and the driver in front of you is really seeing just a low beam, and uh, you have uh, around that a lot of uh, light. So the, uh, the you know that five star five star rating uh, from the NCAP. And the five star rating is also rating the headlamps and you can, uh, through a certain seeing distance, maximum of five points, five stars. And so if you have an, an ADB and you ch- use this calculation method, you have 13 stars, so out of five. And this is what, this is what it describes the, the, the view, what you have uh, really the best. This is perfect. So it's really uh, super good.
2: Yeah, it, it, it's amazing technology that uh, the camera can look at oncoming cars, calculate where the driver is sitting in the oncoming car, turn off those segments of light so the driver's not not blinded. It, it, it's amazing, but uh, Klaus, this technology has been available in Europe and other markets for years. Right now, it's just this year that the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration in the United States has approved it. Why is it taking so long to get this great technology approved in the U.S.?
3: Yeah, that's, that's a very good question, to be honest. I'm not really able to give you here a very clear answer. For sure, let's say the, this technology, um, if it's not properly applied, uh, is by definition creating, uh, can create glare, yeah? And uh, for this reason, this was uh, the, the main obstacle, according to what I have understood, uh, that there was a lot of fear that this glare might, uh, yeah, generate uh, risks in in the, in the in the in the traffic in the normal traffic. Um, and for this reason, how to implement this, how to set this up, how to put this into a regulation, took a long, long time. Uh, Also, those guys in the automotive industry, which are, let's say, uh, dealing with this since, uh, yeah, tens of years, several decades, yeah, Um, they they were also starting to get frustrated and they did not even believe it when it was announced that it will be uh, uh, released. So, for this reason... Um, yeah, you see, it's 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 really a big surprise. There are still a lot of discussions ongoing how to to set it up, because how to implement it, how to measure it, how to get it legal. Uh, all these topics um, are defined now, and there is still some fine tuning to be done um, to get it really then into a, let's say uh, applicable uh, solution. Because at the moment, the hurdles for uh, for putting it into the market are really high.
1: Correct. Uh, we, if, I could add, if I could add to that, please. I, Klaus is completely correct. My understanding is that US regulations are what we refer to as objective, they're measures. You measure this and you qualify that. The European approach, which is in many respects more more stringent than, uh, than what is avail- what is applicable here, is more subjective. Did you, You have somebody who interprets, okay, this meets the standard. And then that's signed off. And that's one of the key problems that how do you uh, measure such millions of parameters that these new headlamps do? I mean, how do you conduct an objective test to say, under every circumstance, this will do this? A simple headlamp's okay. You measure it. It does this. It meets the parameters. Okay. Check. With a with an ADB system, as Wolf- Wolfgang indicated, there are some of them that have, that have millions of, of uh light points that vary all the time as the, uh, the processor gauges, because it's not just one car coming, it could be one car coming, going three more, four more cars and the cameras, the systems work, they detect all them and they tailor the light to that. So now you have millions of test conditions. How do you translate that to a a, um, a standard that is simple to, to understand or measure? It, it's very, very difficult.
2: Yeah, Michael, that's a great point. You know, the the different approaches to writing regulations. Excellent point there. Wolfgang, I want to go back to something that you said uh, that in the future, you think the whole front end is is going to be essentially one module that incorporates everything. What else do you think is going to be in there? You talked about more software sensors and what's your vision of the future of this?
0: Yeah, the the electric cars are, are are coming and they don't need any any big cooling and and so so the front will be closed. Uh, there is uh, what we need to talk now and where I want to go is now styling design styling. This was this is has a huge influence on, on lighting and not always a good influence for the for the performance of the lights. But uh, this is something which drives innovation and and makes the thing of interesting and. Uh, so also for for engineers we had that engin- engineers young engineers uh, you 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 have in uh, as a young engineer with good idea, i think you have the best chance to meet your 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 top manager your c e o your c t o when you are in lighting because they care they look for themselves they come in the in the light tunnel or, or into the design studio and they care for the lighting and so for for people who want to to be a bit uh, seen so so then uh, i think lighting is really good job i have seen that uh, a lot this has positive and negative aspects too and coming back to your question the design and the styling guys they they are driving the the lighting uh really uh, they push that. And, and now the, the trend is super small main modules or, or hidden main main modules. So low beam, high beam and all that, that fancy ADB that it, that should be in the background, nearly not visible and uh, or, or coming through through a gap or something like this. And uh, this uh, showcase things like the daytime running lamp with a signature or something like this shall be the, the, the visible thing on the car. Uh, of course, uh, the, 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 you have to have a good light, and especially on, on, uh, on premium cars, you have to have premium light. Uh, but the challenge is to make that premium light out of a slit of 10-15 millimeters. And then uh, Klaus is uh, his hair color changed to gray, and uh, th- this is not easy to make that. And, uh, but this will, will influence the thing. And for the front end, we will have a a front blade is, is where the, where the now this, this cooler is and this grill is. This grill will be closed, will be a blade and this will be full of light. I, I know projects with, with, uh, with, with 100 LEDs inside and with 450 LEDs inside, every single controllable. So it will be in the, in the beginning and so it will be, Uh, really uh, um, something very visible very very good attractive maybe too much then we'll we'll go go back and then for the level three level four uh later level five cars such things can be a
2: communication element very good look i'm afraid we're out of time here very interesting discussion there's problems today but there's a a very bright future no pun intended there but Klaus, Wolfgang, Michael, thank you so much for this discussion. Very interesting what's happening in the the headlamp end of the business.
1: Likewise. Thank you, John. Thank you very much, John.
2: Super interesting. Thank you.